You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and the interview subject I've got coming up for you is Peter Vivcharek from the Polish extreme metal titans Vader. The reason for the conversation, well, that's to promote their new album for 2017. It's called The Empire. So let's have a listen to what Peter has to say. Here we go. Congratulations on The Empire. Would you say that the album consolidates the Vader sound, or were you reaching for some new territory? Uh, you know, I think, uh, see, always pretty ready, like to, to get new territory, like, but musically, I don't know, this is, this is just like a next step in our discography, you know, something, something which came pretty natural to us. You know, some people call this like pretty much mixed of like different style of extreme metal, including classic metal even, but you know, to me, it, it came pretty natural. So, um. I can define this album, you know, from my point of view, you know, as a composer. But however, like, people like that, so that's the most important. Well, just on that, people do like it because you are 11 albums into a career producing ferocious death metal, and Vader is known as having established the longest tenured career for, ex- for an extreme metal band from Eastern Europe. So how do you feel when you look back on 30 years of recorded music history? <laughs> I feel still all right, yeah, <laughs> and still ready for more. Uh, you know, when when we started uh, in in the uh, beginning of eighties in Poland, you know, especially when we started in Poland, you know, that was something new, something fresh, you know, something uh, which was a kind of like a rebel yell for all of us. So we tried to escape from the gray and you know uh, bad realities around. Yes, and uh, you know, um, especially heavy metal was something like uh, a different world. You know, something you can feel better. You know, feel like an elite. You know, for sure. With all the friends I was with, so uh, we started something being fans. You know, uh, and nobody, nobody ever expected that we can reach such a level and we can survive for so many years. You know, and you know, in those years, like old people which were like over 30 were all pricks to us you know so yeah yeah so we never expected that this is possible it's got to create metal been over 30 years old is ever possible (laughs) this is it's also like that you know and uh you know and we can be just happy and proud that we survived being active bad you know for so many years is over three decades already that's right yeah. and uh, we still have so many fans pretty dedicated you know to vader and uh you know especially when vader was never really pushed you know from by media or like you know really much supported yeah, and uh all we reached the level we reached in all these years is because we active band and play a lot you know and we respect people you know and that's in my opinion that that's why you know <laughs> Polish communist rule ended in 1989 and Vader started performing in the very early 80s. So how did you build a fan base playing music that I imagine the communist regime wouldn't have approved of? You know, actually, uh, honestly, Poland was never really communist, you know, under communism. We're like under Moscow influence and of course we are in a block, in Eastern Blanc. But... uh, there was not really as bad, you know, back then, you know, at least I never, I never watched that problem. So if I can compare uh, to what's happened in Romania, 
Romania, like you know, Cuba, yeah. like East Germany, even like in Russia. So Poland was quite, Poland was still quite, you know, decent, you know, you know. But of course, like the, the problem, problems were everywhere. So uh, when we started, nothing was available. Nothing, not not just for for a band, you know, especially for a heavy metal band. Like it was hard to get anything in the stores. It's not like today. You know, today Poland is like like a common European country. Yeah. But in the 80s, back in the 80s, it was like nothing, you know, no stores, no music equipment available. If there was something available, so the price was absolutely crazy, you know, so like <laughs> no questions, you know, about <laughs> that. And uh, so we, we were using like homemade equipment, you know, we, we did whatever we could to, to play, you know, and uh, nothing was actually a problem for, for people with a high passion yeah. like us you know and uh so we could play as a fucking word you know just to play and to be happy like to do something you know to create something new something which was uh unbelievable uh dangerous for all the people you know who never you know understood rock music at all not but metal was for people you know something like dangerous we 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 look dangerous for them you know with all these spikes leather and like uh, you know, damning long hair and everything, <laughs> but we're not. We are not. We actually we, we we're looking, you know, just dangerous for those people like trying to be normal, let's say. But uh, we're we're good people, you know. We are like brotherhood, you know. We we were like among brotherhood, you know, and that was that was very important. And to me, this is like the meaning of metal up today, you know, the brotherhood, and that's why I was yeah, so much agreed. interested in that. It's I a really good used, point. You no know, extreme so what are your thoughts on the Poland of today? You know, today, actually, Poland is different, but uh, I, I'd lie if I'd say that today bands had no problem in Poland. I, you know, the, the communism regime, like you call them, never really interested in, uh, in, in the bands like us playing metal, playing in English, or playing about something which is like not understood. Yeah, gotcha. Something alien to people. You know, they focused on bands who touched this political themes, you know. They were they focused more on punk rock bands, where like more idealistic, you know, in, in, the, in the lyrics and this kind of thing. We were talking about like hell, devil, it's like, you know, they, they, they never like gave a fuck about that, you know. So yeah. we could exist, you know, with not really big problems there except all those I mentioned before, you know, the, the, the logistic problems. But today, you know, when uh, the, 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 the church, the Christian church is pretty much political movement in Poland. Mm -hmm. So the bands play, that'll get more problems than back in the 80s, you know. And I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I think you're reading my mind a lot of the questions I'm going to ask you, actually, because you're touching on a lot of the subjects. So is that right? I was going to ask you, do you think that scene was better to be in back in the day or do you think it's improved or is it neutral? Yeah, you know, it's hard to say as a, as a band, uh, as a man who play uh, and exist uh, uh, as a music, as a, as an artist and as a man. And Poland is it's now absolutely gorgeous. It's, it's good. It's everything you, you need to have. But mm. politically, like um, if we're talking about censorship, uh, Poland changed, but not all in a good meaning. You know. Yeah. So all I mentioned about like uh, the, the Christianity, I never was against the people's belief, you know, but I always was against those who use people who believe. And actually we're in, in such a situation at the moment, you know, we, uh, the politically, uh, you know, the, 
our government, which is pretty close to to Christian church, mm-hmm. they, they actually they rule together. You know, they try to find and to blame anybody like for all these problems. And you know, it's the easiest guys to blame is like metalheads or those who, for them, we are like devil worshippers. Because you look they different. Don't even try yeah. To understand it. Don't even try to understand the meaning. They don't even try to understand this artistic, you know, em- emotional or how to say like how we express. This is like a way of expression for many of us, you know. And uh, they never try to understand it. Hmm. You know, so it's actually for bands like Vader, something never changed. So we live parallel to everything, to business, to politics. Yeah. We just exist aside, you know. We do what we do. And we don't really try to like to to uh, to explain uh, this what we do for those who don't even really want to listen to us. You know, I don't know how to explain this for you, because this is very you no know, special, very very special situation in Poland at the moment. You know, <laughs> it's good, but not in every. You know? Yeah, no, no, I know. I think I know exactly what you're saying, and and you know, globally, I certainly was first aware of the band even here in Australia as early as 1995, and. There are a lot of bands, particularly in Australia, globally too, but certainly in Australia, that list Vader as a significant influence. Are you aware of just how revered Vader is in the metal scene? Oh, damn, it's like I never even know about that. So that's that's nice, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you mean, what, what do I know about Australia and the uh, scene? No, it's that Vader. I think well, you maybe. guys... You guys get a lot of respect because there's a perception that you went through a lot of hardship earlier on in your career and you just stuck it out. And you're able to produce uncompromising music from from the early '80s. Uh, you know, it's, you know, what can I say? Like, uh, I had my my I had my teachers, you know, in metal scene. So I started with Black Sabbath, then I followed with Judas Priest, you know, and Slayer. Everything was more like an ever next step in in a uh, you know extremity. And uh, it's good to know that uh, Vader in all in the meantime. Uh, became a teachers for uh, the next generation for sure. of the match, you know. Yeah. That's that's good. That's a pretty natural way, you know. And and uh, it means that we're not just band or we're just followers. We we came from the passion, you know. And uh, it's so good that people respect it and like musicians, like new generation. At the moment, we play for probably the third generation you know, of metalheads. Yeah. The next one, so. That means a lot to us, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad that we, we can be like a good start and, you know, and like an impression, you know, for for those who want to do something also, you know, like we did in the past, you know. That's, yeah. that's a good thing. In 2005, Christoph passed away. How do you remember him? Because he seemed to be an integral member of the band's sound. You know, uh, Vader, as Vader, you know, today actually was created uh, in uh, 89, 89 or 90 uh, after Dark joined the band and after we changed away from uh, more heavy metal style to more extreme thrash metal, death metal, you know, whatever we call it now. Yep. And Dark and his talent, he's, uh, it's not just his talent, to, how to drum perfectly, sure. but uh, as a man, he was a... You so you need to know him to know uh, what I'm talking about. He was a he was a good guy, you know, and and uh, until he touched the drugs so yeah. deep, you know, he was he was um, he was mellow. He was a guy you wanted to be a friend of, you know. He sure. he liked to he opened eyes and open mind to many, 
including me. You know, I was orthodox in the metal. You know, uh, I never listened anything below Slayer and <laughs> anything below something really more <laughs> extreme. And actually, he was a guy who was really into metal music. He was, you know, he was extreme drummer. You know, and uh, he became a symbol for many, many like um, death metal drummers later on. But yes. he was Great. so much open-minded. You know? different kind of music you know even to to the music we took as a let's say enemy or like something like shit you know bullshit you know <laughs> so it was dark who opened mind and opened eyes to me to uh, bands like depeche mode to to like excellent uh, some jazz music you know yep. and i i can't call myself like a fan of everything he was way more open-minded than me even today but uh he was like a as a person and as an as a as an artist, you know, he was a guy who who made me a Peter of today, actually. You know, and uh, probably when he passed away, and uh, that was the only the only time in my let's say career as a as a Vader member, as a Vader leader, that I was afraid of the future. You know? Sure, because we together we created Vader and. Uh, and uh, we both made it, you know, happen, actually. And uh, that was the first time I didn't know what is gonna be after. Mm. So what am I gonna do with without him? You know. And uh, that was actually a little bit before. Uh, that was in a moment when I had to take a decision uh, to continue and still to fight against his problem, against his uh, weakness. Uh, I mean, sure. drugs. You know. Because it took too long time. It took it took years. It was about probably like four or five years, maybe more, when we tried to to do anything, everything, anything, just to to keep him, you know, in a band. But the situation uh, went so wrong. So that was a decision to keep him and to go down together as a band, or just to quit, to split, and 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 to save the band, you know. And that was the hardest decision. You know? And uh, I really believe. I really believe that uh, that shock because now he loved Vader. He loved different kind of music, but he loved Vader. Vader also created him as a as a as a band, as a drummer, you know, as as a person known in the world. But he couldn't find himself after drugs. He was just too weak, you know, to fight it. So we tried to help him, but as far as he was still close to a friends, you know, a friends, you know, let's say, and uh, all those uh, who shared the drugs with him and. Uh, you know that was really impo not possible. You know? Yeah. And uh, the only way you know to fight this is just to escape far away, maybe to Australia. You know, but, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's just too far away. From yeah, get away from the influence. Yeah. Who are influencing to you? And so that was not possible for him. He loved people. He loved friends. You know, and even even with this this problem, you know. So that was that was the hard decision. And that was, as I said before, that was the hardest time to me as well. You know. Yeah, I can appreciate that. No, thanks for giving a, a far-reaching response to that. And it kind of links into my next question too, which is that if it did all end tomorrow, do you think you've achieved everything you wanted to achieve as a musician and with Vader? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> Vader, Vader's my life. You know, after so many years, uh, this became a job. It became my, my life, my family, my everything, you know, it was connected uh closer or, or deeper or not with the band, you know, so uh, talking about the future, I'm still talking about Vader.
You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that interview subject was Peter Vivcharek from the Polish extreme metal titans, Vader. Thanks so much for listening.